welcome to Sotastic Podcast. My name is Roshan Hindia, and now we continue on to part two of our podcast. Perfect. So as parents who are thinking about insurance for their kids, mm-hmm. sometimes the objection is, well, why do they need it? Sometimes they're like, hey, I know they need it, but I don't know what age is the right age for them. What do you recommend to parents that are exploring options for their kids? What we recommend if parents do want for their children, I think the reason you get life insurance on a child is to really guarantee their insurability for the future. Like we were talking about the riders before, mm-hmm. you, you are able to put on the additional purchase rider so they can buy more insurance when they're of age, mm-hmm. 22 and beyond, uh, till age 40 without medical questions asked. Mm-hmm. You're locking in their health. Yeah, so you're, in you're, general, they're best of health when they're younger. Right. So you're really, that's the that's really the main reason is that you're guaranteed their insurability future. It's not, it's a morbid thought to think that they're going to die when they're children. Mm. That's really not it. It's really more or less to say, I'm going to give you a jump up on your own insurance in life. I'll start you with, you know, we're now doing minimums of 50,000 to 100,000 to 150 to 200, you know, depending upon where folks are at. Mm. Because, you know, I remember our parents used to get the $5,000 policies yeah. on us, right? Yes. And then they were, you know, they give them to us and they're like, really? So you want to look more ahead in 20 years and you're like, what's the purchasing power? And so most of our clients are doing like 100,000 because it's really not that expensive. It's, okay. more, you know, like 600 bucks a year for a permanent contract going okay. forward. And they can put those riders on there, right? Yeah. Okay. So, so they can add to it. So, they, so, so they can then add to it. And you're like, here you go. If you want to go buy more, you can, but no medical question asked. Because if your children have a medical issue, they most likely either get rated for the insurance, would cost them a higher premium mm-hmm. for themselves or not get it at all. The other part of it is, is that a lot of parents are looking for a safe vehicle to put money for them. And so where the kids don't have Roth IRA options, right? And look, life insurance cash values are one of the last bastions of tax deferred growth. Okay. So a permanent policy or a variable policy in that regard would be a good way for them to put money away and and save in a tax-deferred environment. So once again, you're teaching them how the money compounds. You can look at that going forward. And of course, they have time on their side, Mm -hmm. right? So the longer it's in there, the better it looks, Mm -hmm. right? So if you're, you're getting it from a quality company, a good permanent product or variable product, you can invest in an S&P 500 fund mm-hmm. for them, right? And just let it sit in there and let it go. And is this, this is a managed fund? Index. Yeah. It's like ETF. Okay. It can be ETF. indexed. So you, yeah. you can have variety. Yeah. There's like sub accounts okay. of the policy. So you can do a managed account or a index if you'd mm-hmm. like. Perfect. They have different companies have different things that you can do. Okay. But if you're like, well, gosh, if I can get 65 years of tax deferred growth in an S&P 500 fund and not touch it, what would that look like? Mm-hmm. You know, start putting away $1,000 a year for my child. And after 65 years, what would that look like mm-hmm. with that kind of compounding growth over time yeah. tax deferred? That's a big number. Yeah. Then yeah. we won't be complaining about that $5,000 yeah, 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 yeah. So the yeah. thing is, is that that's the reason to do the insurance on the children. And personally, you know, my children all have policies on themselves. It's just to guarantee their insurability. Now my daughter, who, like I said, mentioned is 22. Mm-hmm. She got a first letter from the company saying you now have the option to buy more insurance. Okay. So we talked them through that and okay. why they would want to do that now. You know, she's not married or anything mm-hmm. like that. You know, you never know. So it's like, why don't you want save more money. Mm-hmm. We're going to use this as a saving tool. Uh, she also has a, a mutual fund account and everything like that. So okay. we go through that. And that's right. the other thing parents need to realize is that <clears throat> insurance is just a piece of the pie. It's not the whole pie. 
Okay. Mm-hmm. So it's not something that is albeit to one thing. It, it's just, it's a piece of the, it's piece of the portfolio. And that's it. And that's another it's learning a, lesson. It's an doing. eggs in one basket type mentality, right? You know, if this is making XYZ return, I just want to keep putting it into that. We always preach and teach your eggs should be in different baskets. Life in general is unpredictable, mm-hmm. right? There's nothing that's perfect. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's why we say, hey, fill these baskets mm-hmm. and right. you have a better chance of success. As parents... When they get insurance for their kids, you mentioned first of all riders. Yeah, mm-hmm. can they add riders any time no. in the life, or does it have to be just at the beginning? Right at the start, and those are things that we so write locked in. Yeah, okay. And these are the pitfalls when we review clients that have already done it, and it's unfortunate, but they've opted not to review it with a financial professional. They've okay. gotten something that may have been a little bit more cost effective, or it, it sounded too good to be true. These are the things that we're seeing in the industry. That's the pitfalls that you're talking about is they don't see the riders. They don't understand the riders, why they should be there. Why are you paying for them? Because every insurance company charges for those, mm-hmm. be it 5 or 10 or 50. Like we were talking about the uh, inflation rider. Five years ago, it was like 15, 20 bucks, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Per half a million dollars of coverage. It's nothing, mm-hmm. you know, when you look at it. But even if you add it up over five years, what they added this year will more than cover that. Okay. Because our inflation stopped, right? I mean, that's what we're seeing in some of these permanent policies yeah. is it's wow. starting to kick in, you yeah. know, but you had to wait five years. If you don't have that patience or mm-hmm. that foresight to see that, hey, inflation overall has been lowest in history. You have to look and say, okay, can't go up much lower than this. Mm-hmm. And that's what's happened. It's come back. Can we uh, talk about mistakes to avoid when it comes to insurance? Like, for example, not focusing on riders too much at the beginning. There was a really good example that you guys mentioned prior to the podcast, which was the water cooler talk for most people. That's what decides what they're going to do with their finances, what they're insurance. Yeah, and it's always a, hey, man, you know, I got this. Why aren't you getting it? You know, and it may not be for you. Mm -hmm. It it may not be the same situation. Mm -hmm. You know, there is a difference. There is a reason they charge what they charge. Okay. Um, And we have to weed through it. That's what Vince and I do is weed through some of these guys and say, hey, these guys are going to be better in your situation Mm -hmm. and with your health. This is going to be a better way to go. And we talk to the underwriters and we go, hey, are you going to approve this? Are you going to rate it? And what rating means is that you have a certain health level and you could have 10 levels above that. And and that's exponential what the costs are going to be. Oh, I see. Okay. So, okay. so, so um, the, the higher the levels, the more conditions you have? So it can be that they charge more. So perfect example, we had a client, he wanted a million dollars coverage. He had a heart attack th- three years ago. Mm. That's a level 10. Because the chance of them passing away is very high. Yes. That's going to be the highest rating mm-hmm. that any insurance company is going I to get. See. There are some insurance companies, it's a it's a denial right away. You know, you have to weigh the, the costs and benefits of that. I think the mistakes that people make with insurance in general is they don't have enough. I think they get so wrapped up in the cost of things or get the hung up on. cost, if you will. Yeah, or get caught up in the, oh, this is a ripoff or this is an expense. You know, they might look at analysis and say, I don't think I need that much. I'm going to do why. We don't run into that much anymore. You know, I used to back in the younger days. That's a big mistake that I see. I also see that it's, they don't understand why they bought what they bought. Now, maybe it was explained to them and it made sense at the time. But after that person bought the insurance, the agent yeah, was never back again. You know, 
know, memory so the, fades. So memory fades, yeah, right? Yeah, so it's yeah. just like, well, I don't even know what I you have, and why did I buy this? Or yeah. I didn't, I, I haven't looked at this contract. Buy it for more. Right. I, well, I haven't looked at the contract, and I'm like, well, do you realize you're paying this expense and that expense? And I think uh, the, another mistake is really researching the company that you're going with. And I think this is a good topic is that when you're looking at a, an insurance company, there's a difference. I mean, if do you want to go with a mutual company or a stock company? A stock company, you know, their responsibilities are to their shareholders first, right? right? So whatever they make is going to go to the shareholders and then come down to the policyholder, right? Where a mutual company, that's your business. You own the company, right? So whatever comes down to you. So that's that's a big difference, okay? Mm -hmm. When looking at insurance companies, that's a huge difference. Mm -hmm. Then you're looking at expenses Mm -hmm. and the product. What do they take? When you spend a premium dollar, what are they taking out of that? Mm -hmm. It's a mortality expenses too. When you look at, right, when you look at an insurance ledger, Mm -hmm. it's just a ledger. Mm -hmm. It's not actually what you're going to, on a term insurance contract, they're only guaranteeing the first five years of the premium. And after that, it's if mortality rates go out of whack or something like that, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter what they show you on the ledger. Mm-hmm. Okay. What you pay in the premium is what it is, right? But how they're going to perform is based on what they charge you for mortality. Mm-hmm. And expenses. Okay. And if you find a company that has the lowest in those two, you know, if they say, if if one company says we're going to charge you a thousand dollars a year, and the other company says we're going to charge you nine hundred dollars a year for the same amount of death benefit, really, but the company with a thousand dollars has lower expenses than the nine hundred dollar a year mm. one. Okay. Right. Okay. If it's a mutual company, they're going to give it back to you in form of a dividend anyway. Yeah, but it'll okay. be two years. You're going to do better. You're going to do better paying the thousand okay. than the nine hundred, mm-hmm. if you know what I mean. So they're going to give you a higher, a higher benefit amount, a higher cash value amount because they have lower expenses, right? Okay. So if you, that's really where, and that's getting into the nitty gritty of things. If, if sounds if, like if, another podcast. Yeah. If, if a client really wants to, <laughs> he's dive already teeing it up, man. You know, if well, a client wants I, to go I'll in there, the wrong yeah, too. <laughs> yeah. So if you really want to, if you really want to do that, if you really want to look at that, and, and 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 you know, because now you're seeing all these online insurances come up, and they're like, yeah. we're gonna get, for twenty seven dollars a month, we're gonna give you a million bucks of life insurance. Okay, that's fine, but they're. What they're advertising to you is they're advertising you have to have, you have to be Superman yeah. or Superwoman and te- and to get that rate. Yeah, they are teasing. Year, right? Yeah, so they probably have like a, a ten other rates that you know if your yeah. blood pressure's off or if your cholesterol's high, you're not going to get yeah. that twenty seven. You know, so you really want to be with more of a consistent you know rating group. You know, so those are the things that let's talk about. Another this. pitfall that I'm seeing is that you did apply. Mm. You know and. You, you may not have gotten the proper guidance on, you know, as far as what company to apply for. Okay. So you got a denial. So that ends up all the insurance companies have this insurance file, right? They're going to get that record of denial. So that's what we try to steer our, our clients into the, the companies that are most likely to approve. Mm. Then the other part of this that's coming up lately, especially with your clients is, they have some older products that are paying like phenomenal yields. Do not get rid of those. Okay. Yeah. Holy so, cow. We're, so, we're like, what are you doing? So the and old, they get letters. The old school. Yeah. What's happening now is that these some of these like old, we're not going to mention any companies, but we'll say there's some companies out there that offer these permanent whole life products when they were in that business. Mm-hmm. In their contract, they have certain guarantees mm-hmm. and they're, you know, they have to honor those guarantees. And so they're getting called by the company's. Agents now saying, "Hey, you should replace that contract with this new one." Mm. They're and, getting letters, monthly. and and they're wow. getting really pressured quite hard. We're seeing this on the East Coast a lot, oh. um, and we're like, ignore and, it. And, and just ignore it. Just keep the product you have because it's great. 
and it's one of these old contracts that they're guaranteeing you this. You know, like right now, they're guaranteeing you 3% at a tax-free environment. That's like for your bracket. You're not That's putting like getting five. You're not putting it. any money in. Mm. Take it and run. You know, and you, yeah. you just got to put it in perspective for people. Okay. But it's just those are some of the things, you know, you see these companies trying to like, oh, we can put you in a new, better product. Like a, the markets have had a phenomenal run. So we'll go from this permanent product to a variable product because you're going to do better return-wise. Do not do that. I'm telling you right now, do not do that. You know, you're paying new commissions, new fees. You'll never catch up. So it, that's another podcast. Yeah, and, and that's <laughs> another part of it is, you know, when you look at the permanent side, there's a fixed dividend based on the company's performance. Okay. Then you can do it other accounts based on the market itself. And the majority of the time we have that conversation with clients where we go back and forth and we say, do you want everything in the market? Do you want everything in just that company's profitability? You want to weigh both. You you want to have a balance of both. Right. right. You know? And so, it's like I said, insurance is just a piece of the pie, the overall financial plan. Your children will get involved in a lot of other things. Okay. It's just another piece of the pie. And that's the way you should view it. It's not end all be all. And that's I think that, that people get hung up on that. It's a piece of a pie. It's okay. good to have these different funnels that you can turn on and off eventually in life. I just, uh, uh, you know, with your audience being kids, it's nice that they could have an avenue or a way to build some type of asset because mm-hmm. you cannot put their name on your house right? because then it would go to probate and a judge would decide what's going to happen with your properties. This is something that you can help to build their assets and, and something that well, I, they can have at certain stages in their life. So that's why I wanted to ask about little known secret. I know that there are options where you can take a loan out mm-hmm. against life insurance that you can use for investing purposes. I mean, like little, little things that people don't know about. Yeah, well, now if people have sizable cash values in their policies right now, I would not do a loan. I would I would collateralize that at a bank. Okay. And and, and because the interest rates interest rates are so much lower than the loan rates on insurance contracts. Okay. So a lot of our clients do that because if they want to go buy like an investment property, you know, and they have a boatload of cash values, and if they don't have a line of credit somewhere else, or they used up their home equity line. For something else, they're like, oh, I can go get a line of credit on my insurance cash. Line. So uh, yeah. when you say collateralize, what do you mean? Uh, you, you just sign your life insurance con- contract over to the bank. Okay. Yeah. So they basically then, you know, you're saying if I can't, can't pay back the loan, oh, this I get the-, the cash value from the from the life insurance contract. Got it. Okay. So okay. Very to similar to when you have a mortgage, mm-hmm. right? If the home you do not line. pay. Oh, like a HELOC or something. Yeah. If, if I do not pay, they have the right to take, take, your, take yeah, the equity. Your property. Yeah. So same thing on the insurance contract. If you have a significant cash value, mm-hmm. uh, you know, because yeah, the loan rates on life insurance contracts are high right now in today's environment. So we recommend against that. If you have a significant cash value, we recommend going getting a line of credit through a bank on that or collateralizing that through the bank. This is an asset that the banks realize and they actually do it on their executives. They, they build these um, asset bases on yeah. them too. Yeah, so the bank has to make sure it's a good company, a AAA Reputable. rated company. Yeah. Yeah, like going back to your, your again and what, what you should be looking at, you want to look at the ratings of the company, you want to make sure they're AAA rated across the board mm. and that that just goes to paying claims ability and you know managed well going forward yeah the mortality so. and expense ratios uh important one we look at too mm. that's not like out there right like i don't think it's, not many people talk about it because or it, it's it, not even on google it, it, searches, people you just know, concern, like you know the most people are concerned about what's the rate of return on the cash value right and they'll give you some that are like eight percent i'm just telling you right now nobody's paying eight percent right now at all uh, that that's a gross number before they take out all their mortality costs and expenses right. you, know, and yeah. you know when you're looking at insurance and want to purchase a product of insurance you really want to have a seasoned 
professional who knows who's got your best interest right who knows what they're doing so if you get referred to somebody or you know or has to take that fiduciary obligation going forward or has that background or you get referred from other clients and whatnot and asking the right questions you know where do you guys fall in the ratings you know what are your expense ratios as compared to this company can Mm -hmm. you show me that you can ask all those questions that person should be able to provide you with all that and if not you could probably find it online under moody's or standard Poor's or am best or something like that and that's something that's not regulated is what percentage you can put on a ledger mm-hmm. to say hey internally you can get this kind of return okay well we can put any number we want it's unfortunate but we can't do that because we're fiduciaries you know and well they, they have the guaranteed rates on there yeah. right yeah okay. they do so, i mean it but it's just you know, some of the... But you don't always see just the guaranteed the hype, Yeah, it's, it's you know, like... You see the 8%, You need to understand 10%. the ledger. You need to un, you need to educate the client on that mm-hmm. to make sure they understand that. And then it's the constant follow-up then. And that's what we do. That's I think the success rate is to make sure you're following up with your clients on an annual basis, six months, whatever it is, okay. to make sure that everything, you know, do I have a new child? Do I get a new job? You know, and that's where the life insurance aspects change so that you're updating, you know, life insurance too needs to be updated. Mm-hmm. You know, people now when they hit 50, you know, that are in the peak earning years right now, right? And they're basically now, well, okay, do how much longer do we want to own this insurance or, or have this insurance or do we need to do more mm-hmm. for the next 10 years or so because you know you're going to be making this money. So do we need to maybe get you a 10-year level term contract for the next 10 years just right. to make sure everything is hunky-dory on the way? You techie guys out there, <laughs> uh, do we, you know, we are now putting insurance, life insurance on stock options. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. So for you, I mean, if you know they're going to come due, if you're gone, what's your contract like with your company? When you're gone, do those still pay? Mm. I don't know. That's something we're going to have to read. So there, there's, a, there's a lot that goes into it to making sure that you get the right number. So do they vest then and you die? And then is there an income tax that we need to pay? And what, well, how significant in that? So a lot of these folks that have, you know, that have $5 million in stock options or whatever it is, and they're like, gosh, that ordinary income hit is going to be a million and a half. Mm. Unfortunately, we're bears of bad news. Uh, so that number is like, not the end. Do we want to number. go get a million and a half of death benefit mm. just to cover that transfer risk? Yeah. Mm. Well, okay. Does it make sense for you know six hundred bucks a year? I don't know. <laughs> so these are the intricacies that happen inside the conversations with that. Anyway, got it, got it. Good stuff. Thank yeah. you guys. Uh, Vince and Pritt, you guys have been really informational. I mean, I'm glad you guys covered the myths. I'm glad you guys covered some uh, interesting things that people don't think about but overall just thank you for you know giving your time giving your wisdom thank you thank you thank you appreciate it thank you the ideas techniques approaches information and opinions expressed in this video or podcast are solely those of the individuals involved and do not necessarily represent those of sotastic llc and its employees while the primary purpose is to educate and inform. It does not constitute professional advice or services. We hope, however, that the content presented here will assist you in developing a strong financial understanding and mindset. You may not edit, modify, copy, or redistribute this video or podcast with any other website, computer, or playing device. Use of this video or podcast constitutes acceptance of these terms. All content of this video or podcast is subject to copyright international law. No private or public means or blog 
or website can repost or reproduce or modify and post its content without the written consent of Sotastic LLC.